Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone back to Breaking It Down and back to our LISC series, our series on the Long Island serial killing. Our very special guest today is a man that, if not for him, I don't know how much would have been changed. Jimmy Burke may still be police chief. Tom Spoda may be DA to this day. Uh, And Christopher McPartland certainly would be his right hand if that were to occur. Christopher Loeb is our very special guest. And again, without him, without him, those three guys who who have become like movie villains, in the big picture and nationally and and everyone who's been following this without this man uh let's face it the three of them may still be there christopher loeb how are you i'm blessed man thank you thank you for having me well, i get chills i get chills the way you introduce me yeah well listen it's it's true right i mean it's i you know some of it's happenstance but you are it, because of you because of your situation, and of course the the U.S. Attorney's Office, who they did a great job on the prosecution of of these three guys, they went in there. But it was it was the attack from from Jimmy Burke, who's uh, you know an unbelievably corrupt figure historically, uh, police chief of all things, police chief. It was the attack of him on you while in handcuffs that caused all of this to happen. Yeah, it's, it's 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 pretty prophetic, right? Yeah. Uh, listen, it's amazing. Uh, what was your what was your first reaction when you saw Burke come in? Did you know who he was? I knew. I, I listen, man. I I knew. It was, I mean, I knew who it was after I I did what I did, and I knew it was him when I unveiled what I unveiled. But um, when I noticed it was a short midget guy, I mean, a small guy that broke into the room, I didn't realize. I'm like, this is the police chief. I didn't really, you know, I didn't, I didn't have a name to the face. So, I mean, when it came to it, to the, to the room and, you know, he did what he did, it was, you know, yeah. I, but before that, no, I didn't really, I just heard stories about him. What was the first thing he said to you? You want to steal from me? Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he couldn't control himself to that point. And uh, and again, uh, he he had to know at that point what you had in your possession and uh, and what was there. And he must have been freaking out. What did you see in his eyes? Did you see uh, fury? Did you see worry uh, or just just complete anger? I saw murderous, murderous rage is what I saw in his eyes. He wanted to kill me. And if he had the opportunity to do it, he, he would have done so. That's how I feel. Do you feel if you didn't have all the people in that room that uh, that he could have killed you? I believe if it was okay, if 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 he wasn't so much in his arrogance and his his uh his adrenaline, that um maybe it would have been planned about better. But I think it was the timing in which it all happened that made him flip the way he flipped. Maybe it was him coming into office as police chief and feeling as untouchable as he was, that he could do those type of things, no matter, kind of like the, the, the Frank Lucas in, in our American Gangster, where he could shoot somebody in the middle of the street with witnesses on, and no one would say a word. You know, I think that's the mentality that James Burke had. Yeah, it's amazing. What was the timeline, just uh, for, for listeners to know, uh, when, when did this happen? I'm sure the day is etched in stone in your mind, uh, the day and year that this happened. December 14, 2012. Uh, amazing. 
amazing. And we knew so little about Lisk at that point. We really, look, the general public knew so little about Jimmy Burke at that point. It was, it was what happened to you. And, and you standing up afterwards and, and speaking out uh, uh, against him, that really um, exposed Burke for what he is. By the way, Steve Ballone, the county executive who appointed James Burke to be police chief, um, he, he got a letter. I don't know if, you, if you're familiar with this letter, but it laid out all the things. D- t- tell us what you know about that letter. I mean, that letter was an anonymous letter from the police department, from, from high-up officials in the police department, warning Steve Ballone, of David, basically, it was a prophetic letter. It was a prophecy that James Burke would be the downfall of the Suffolk County Police Department, and he would put a bad name on the SCPD. So, I mean, see below knowing me. Come on, man, he's guilty as sin to know that Chief Burke was as dirty as he was because you know something—he was a friend of James Burke, and it was a very sneaky move that they did to get Burke into position with with others undermining that of the district attorney who was Tom Florida. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, absolutely amazing story. Uh, this is uh, th- this is sure to be a uh, a movie, or this aspect of it is going to be uh, a movie. Uh, and again, uh, to everyone out there that's tuning in a little late or turning on their radios a little late, Christopher Loeb is our very special guest. And I'll tell you, in this uh, in this movie, this upcoming movie, and the the true story of of everything that's going on, uh, Christopher Loeb's going to be a major, major league character. I mean, some some people joked around, say maybe Aaron Paul would play him, uh, or or somebody uh, like that, the guy from Breaking Bad, um, who played Jesse. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Yeah, and, I don't know. I, I didn't know if I liked that too much. He's a great actor, but I didn't like that in the, in the aspect that he played a drug dealer. Uh, What's the show called? Uh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. But uh, let me tell you, he, he's a great actor. He's a no, he award winner. Yeah. And uh, boy, that would that would be something. But I'll tell you, before we get to that, uh, let let's let's face it. The two guys in this world that covered up the two main guys that covered up Lisk, the the Long Island serial killing, is is Jimmy Burke and the guy who appointed him and Steve Ballone. Everybody else fell into place after that. And I, I've got to believe with all the research you've done and all the knowledge you've gained from talking to the victims' families and, and people that were reaching out to you after this, uh, I've got to believe that was, uh, that was made clear to you somewhere along the line that these are the two guys that covered up a massive massive uh, uh murderous uh, uh rampage by somebody oh yeah of course i've, I've spoken with fbi agents and you know throughout throughout this whole this whole schmiel investigation me doing my investigation the feds doing their investigation you know trying to you know being debriefed by the feds and and uh and agents you know saying how much of it they could not work with jimmy burke whether it was because the type of character he was, you know, what one agent, I'm not going to say his name, but he said he couldn't work with him because of the type of character he was, the type of person that he was, the, the heart. Like, he, he just wasn't a workable person when you weren't working for him, like you weren't, when you weren't with him. So, um, but there's a lot of excuses that people give to try and hide from the truth of why the feds didn't really continue to uh, on go there, investigate, you know, to work, to try and put more of a pressure on with working with them on that investigation. So, Secret hush hush. You can't trust really anyone when you're doing this investigation. You know, you gotta be very careful about who you're working with and who you're, you know, um, divulging your information to. And that's been a big problem over these several years is trusting who I can work with. And it's come down to no one. It's like I can't trust anyone because the feds are covering it up. 
and the state's obviously the main one covering it up. But this goes high up, and it's 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 not you know your neighborhood. It's not it's not it's not something, it's, it's it's not a movie that you. This is this is a big. If it's gonna be a movie, this is gonna be the craziest serial killer movie that someone's ever even thought about. Imagine these are police and politicians that are murdering women and children and getting away with it. Like this is this is the American cycle with multiple people, with multiple powerful people. I mean, you hit it on the head. And by the way, there's a toddler uh, laying dead, a three-year-old who will never, uh, right, who has never been able to see four, uh, and and for for the reason uh, because some psychopath. Uh, was out there killing sex workers and got in the way. And, and for the most part, it's 10 to 16 that we we know of. And I, I happen to believe, I don't know if you agree, but I happen to believe there's more. I think they're dumping them in the ocean now. I think it's still going on. And it's definitely more than one killer. I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, oh, absolutely. It's definitely a handful of killers. And the reason why people will be like, oh, if there's a handful of killers, how are they getting away with this? Because it's usually a serial killer is one person. They don't. They don't um, work with other people because that's how they get away with it. That's the main reason why they get away with it. They're one person. They don't have co-defendants. But when you have co-defendants that are the most powerful people in the state maybe and the nation, and let's just keep it real, the world, if you're working with people that run the world, and we could, uh, we could be talking about you know royalty, what I'm talking about when I say the world, um, it's going to be covered up to every loose sense, every tight, you know, every loose rope is going to be cut and tightened. So, you know, they don't, they don't want the truth coming out at all. Yeah. Let me remind folks once again of who they're listening to. Christopher Loeb is our very special guest and you're listening to the Lisk series. And I'll tell you what, uh, we may not know anything about Jimmy Burke, uh, or the cover-up that was going around the DA's office on, on so many things, and, and things are falling into place now, about uh, the, Tom Spoda, uh, who's, by the way, on his way to a five-year uh, prison term, along with Christopher McPartland, five-year prison term. Jimmy Burke, uh, without a trial, without a challenge, uh, copped a plea to get 46 months. So you're talking about the police chief, the DA and the, and the chief of uh, what was it? Public integrity, whatever. Yeah. In, insane. Corruption bureau. Yeah. yeah. Anti-corruption bureau. Anti-corruption bureau. Uh, the three of them were taken down because of the incident that involved Christopher Loeb and Christopher Loeb is our very special guest. Historically, when this is all said and done, uh, Christopher Loeb is going to be a major, I mean, he's already, but a, a, a major figure uh, in the in the pivot point the turning point of Lisk of the Long Island serial killing and once again he is our guest Frank McKay here with Christopher Loeb who's outside in the freezing cold I think right you're it's yeah I got no service where I'm staying right now I'm outside in the cold right now I'm doing interviews <laughs> <laughs> well hey listen I've I've been seeing you you making uh, making the rounds and uh and I've been uh seeing you on video and uh and radio and and I'll tell you I don't know if uh, if it gets any easier telling this uh, story as it goes on, but uh, you you know you have a bestseller in your uh, in your hands, and and it's uh, it, it uh, to me it just gets more and more interesting as it goes on. Uh, you know the Manson the uh, the Manson family trial uh, was fascinating, and every you know every August uh, we have an anniversary that comes up for the Manson family. That is nothing 
compared to Lisk to the Long Island serial killing. And uh, and again, your your story ties perfectly into it. I mean, I, I don't know if you've if you've ever looked at the enormity of what's you going know, on. Has it hit you? Know, yeah. No, it, 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 it doesn't hit like that's said to me a lot. It's like Chris, you know how big this is. You realize, you know what you've done, like and. Not until recently, until maybe just like last year, year and a half, I've been uh, beginning to fathom the uh, how how big it really is, and and um, yeah, this is this is huge, and like this is something that's never happened before in the history of that of mankind that where these such powerful people are involved in 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 this type of doing and, and this and these criminal acts. And it's not just it's not just the prostitutes. It's that that are victims. It's children, like you said, and it's 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 the family court system too. I don't want to get too deep into that because I know you want to focus on long-term serial killer, but our children are being trafficked to the government governmental system. Our children are being trafficked, and like you know, look at the Valva case. You know, uh, Thomas Valva, little boy Valva, that was that was killed. I'm gonna say killed by his father, that was a transit city cop, and. It was covered up by Sydney's office, by Tim Sydney's, the DA's office. And the lawyers who took themselves onto the case to represent Michael Valder is John Latirko and Bruce Barquette. And those were the lawyers that were representing me. And John Latirko, I had just fired three days before he took himself, he, they, he, they took it upon themselves to take the case. Not They took the case pro bono. They were assigned counsel. They Sign 18B. They they took the case. So when I saw John Latirko outside the courtroom, I made sure he didn't get any media coverage because I was on top of him like a little, you know, like a pitbull, making sure he didn't get any airway. Because I asked him, you know, was he disappointed to you to take the case? He's like, Wow, Chris, I I took the case because it's a big case. You know, that's all I needed to hear. So yeah, it just if if you look at everyone, if you research everybody who's involved, everyone's connected at some point. Someone's done favors to somebody else in the past. Someone's got let off out of prison because they they, they were either paid money. The DA's office was given money to a lot of money to get certain people off, or the, you know the lawyers that you know, they, they, you know they sold out their clients. I mean, all these people know each other. Suffolk County, everyone's involved. It's just. It's 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 it's, it's a freaking movie. Uh, how about, my life. how about the the fact that after Burke did what he did to you, uh, he was he was not disciplined by Steve Ballone. Steve Ballone could have removed him at any time. He didn't, I'm sure, because he was scared stiff of him. And uh, and the other thing is, Tim Sinney was the deputy county executive in charge of public safety, which made him Jimmy Burke's boss for 16 months after. After he did what he did to you, and Tim Sinney did nothing to to, uh, to to Jimmy Burke, nothing. Uh, were you were you aware of that as it was going on? That uh, that well, the- I was aware that Tim Sinney was a spokesman for Seabolong when I was doing all, when I was fighting against Burke. And what what did they say to you? Did they reach out to you at all? No, never. Uh, I mean, they reach out to your lawyers. No, just no, no, no. Well, as who? As 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 who? Sinny back then, or yeah, well, or Sinny, well, well, Sinny has uh, in his position as spokesperson for Balone. I mean, did did they try to get your side of the story? Did they? Uh, I, I mean, no, no one did. No, not internal affairs. No one. You know, there is supposed to be two thousand, two thousand pages worth of Jimmy Burke internal affairs 
documents. Roger Shannon, who used to be the uh, he was he oversaw uh, internal affairs as the uh, as the deputy commissioner under uh, commissioner under um, under Richard Dormer. Um, he someone came to him and asked for Jimmy Burke's file for his uh, his. Uh, internal affairs file and Shannon said to, to his guy he said go back and ask I think it was McPartland was asking for it uh, he said ask him if he wants the copies or the originals but he's not getting both and uh, and they just walked away without getting it but once Shannon was out and Balone put Jimmy Birkin do you do you want to do you want to make a bet that there's not 2,000 pages of Jimmy Burke's internal affairs I, I, oh yeah they're shredded I'm sure it's shredded to pieces Oh yeah, oh yeah. And um, now you're talking about that. Like, if you, if you, if, if anyone that like looks into the Spoda trial, into the transcripts, you know, you see the people that were removed from their position that came to testify, like the chief detectives. Uh, well, no, even not even. Um, if you looked at the people that were testified about, uh, like Hickey, you know, Lieutenant Hickey was testifying about we, uh, Madigan, the chief detectives was Madigan, right? That's what I'm, uh, so he was scared. He was he was worried about other things that he was guilty of when the feds when he thought they all found out that the feds were coming in. Now it's pretty telling what they were worried about when you when you look at what their testimonies involved. And um, when I you know when when the feds I see the feds covered it up. The feds covered it up. And um, the same people that I was prosecuting with, Karen Merkel. And uh, Robert Capers, Robert William Lieutenant Hickey would testify to the fact that Tara Merkel was their inside source, and now she's a federal magistrate in the Eastern District. So they did not want me sitting at Tom Spoda's trial. They, they tried, you know, they tried very hard to get me not to come to sit in and threaten me and intimidate me and make me believe that I was going to be arrested uh, if I came and sat in at Spoda's trial, which I sat anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw you at the center. I wasn't at Spoda's trial, but I was. Uh, I was traveling, but I was. Uh, I was there for the sentencing, and I saw and you spoke. Uh, you you gave your uh, your statement there, and I, I I'll tell you, Tom Spoda and and McPartland, they boy, they uh, they didn't look comfortable with you there. Oh no, yeah. They when I show up, it's it's it's, it's almost like a. Uh, it's very uh, it's chilling, but it's it's it's, it's like uh, man, I, I can't. It's very spiritual, man. I don't know, man. It's, it's like it's like spiritual in the sense that yeah, there's so many stories in it behind their eyes and behind their. Uh, it's like that. Oh, I know. It's weird. It's like um, it's like they want to. It's like they feel dirty in the eyes. Of, like they, I don't know. It's like they feel ashamed in the eyes of like this man. It's like I'm not their master or anything, but I'm just like it. Just I, it's just very. It's a weird experience that I get. When I'm when, when I'm in with them, yeah, it's just it's, weird, man. it's like I know what you guys are dirty of. It's like I know what you you guys know what I know. So it's like they don't know when the real crimes they're guilty of about hurting everybody else. Because it was what happened to me was, you know, people say it was bad, it was horrible, but it, but it's minuscule to to. I mean, I went through hell. I went through hell. The, the worst that was done to me was after the beating. It was it was. When I decided to cooperate, you know, that was the worst. And, um, you know, being chased down, being threatened, being, um, you know, being physically assaulted, being on you know, people trying to give me hot shots of heroin that were working for the DA's office. Even Simi, Tim Simi, 
Tim Sidney hired an investigator from his office to work with an informant from the street from Bellport to try to set me up for murder for hire. And I have this documented and I have this, um, I, and you know, Sidney knows I have all this. So, you know, I, I, he knows, so it's, there's things coming down my pocket that, that, that's coming down for Sidney and, uh, I like. I like to think that that's a lot of the reason why he's not in an office. I mean, that, that he had to. He didn't get his. I, I feel like a lot of what I do with with pointing light on him and getting others to speak up out against him. I, I mean, God willing, he's not. He's not going to be the DA any longer. Yeah. Well, listen. You, you. No. No question about that. Keep your thought for one second. Uh, Frank McKay. Uh, signing off. Uh, it's. The end of part one with Christopher Love. We need more time with him. We need part two, part three. We're out of time here, but uh, Chris, hold on there. And and to all of you, Christopher Loeb has been uh, the voice that you're hearing. He is uh, he is the reason. He is the individual why Jimmy Burke did 46 months in uh, in federal prison. By the way, without a trial, he did not want to go to trial. He didn't want people knowing anything going on. Uh, Tom Spoda is heading uh, to federal prison for five years because he covered up and he got people to cover up because of the beating that Christopher Loeb got and, and Chris McPaul and um, is going the, the same same thing, five years in federal prison. The three, arguably three of the most powerful men in Suffolk County, and, and really, I mean, when it comes down to a big county, uh, the state of New York, the three most powerful law enforcement people in Suffolk County are going to federal prison because of, of the guest that we have here, Chris Love. Of course, by the way, the, the feds and the, the investigation and everything that went there. But if not for Chris Loeb and the beating that Jimmy Burke gave him and his cooperation with the uh, with the feds, those three individuals uh, would, would probably still be in power. Frank McKay signing off. We'll be back next week with more from our list series. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. Thank you.